Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, movie goers! You're listening to Tudor's Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. We saw Star Wars. Now you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, everybody. How would you do a Yoda intro? Listening to Two Dudes Movie movie Reviews, you are. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews, you are with Colin. And Sky. <laughs> now we just have different names. Because yeah. you got to switch the order. Yeah. No, man. I'll do it. Here's my impression of uh, Baby Yoda. <laughs> okay, so... He doesn't talk. <laughs> we, 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 have, we haven't hit the debate yet. Who's better, Baby Groot or Baby Yoda? Ooh. Um, I have my answer. Oh, man. Bro. Baby Groot. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> but, but why for you? Because one, Baby Yoda doesn't do anything. Nope. And, and it's not a Yoda. Well, yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. People refer to as has no name yet. the child. But, uh, and you don't know the uh, the race of Yoda's people. Like, Lucas has never named them. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't bother me. It's just Baby Groot has more personality. I yeah. think I, everyone's like, oh, but Baby Yoda's so cute. And maybe Baby Yoda is cuter. I don't know. <laughs> but... He's no Babu Frick. Yeah, Babu Frick was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did you like Spoil- him? Spoiler alert, I guess. Did you like him? We're already getting into it. Ah, yeah, man. Uh, we'll talk about it. Oh, we'll man, talk about I'm it. Surprised you didn't like him. It's it's not that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We'll talk about it now. And this is not even a a big deal to talk about it before we even mention spoilers because it's just it's just a new puppet character. Yeah. Like a new alien. Like it. Yeah, he's a new new puppet, but he's not like a uh not like a pet one like how almost and I know they're not pets, but like the Ewoks are kind like they're furry and cute, and then um the pierogies in the uh in the Last Jedi <laughs> the pierogies yeah the pierogies those little fur balls that are on the ship <laughs> the um they're like hamsters they're called uh they're called porgs yeah porg there you go the per- I could I could not remember what it was called yeah the pierogies but like. Star Wars always has these like kind of little cutesy characters and stuff. Babu mm-hmm. Frick is just another he's another small alien puppet guy, but he's not like a cutesy animal like like a porg or uh or an ewok or anything like that. Yeah. But he is small. Mm-hmm. And he's there for like comedic relief. Two or three minutes. Yeah, he only pops up in a couple in a couple moments, but there's one moment towards the end where he pops up that bothered the shit out of me. I don't remember that, but it's, I will. I will. Uh, we'll save it for. We'll save it for later. 
Well, I was just going to say, I didn't think he overstayed his welcome. He he made me laugh, and then he was gone. Yeah. Whereas the Porgs, I felt like, were a joke the entirety of The Last Jedi. Yeah. But oh, we'll you know, talk we'll, we'll, about all of it. Yes, all of it. Because, yeah, we're talking Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. First episode of the Double Deuce. First episode of the Double Deuce. First Star Wars episode on the pod. Yep. Well, we've talked about Star Wars in general in previous yeah. episodes because we're nerds mm-hmm. and we can't stay away from it. That and Marvel just always seem to come up. Yeah. Would... Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> just you wait. But... Yeah, first time doing Star Wars on the pod. I'm excited, which is weird because there's been like a lot of Star Wars movies coming out in the last few years. It's mm-hmm. just we started in the off season, I guess. Yeah. Well, they kind of we started post solo. Po- yeah, we started post solo and also like if Disney had stayed with their normal release dates, we would have been starting the pod right when Solo would have come out. Right. But I don't I, one, I think they wanted to generate more hype for this movie, and two, I don't think they were very confident in Solo, so they released Solo in, like, March. Like, they released yeah, Solo, like, they four months after The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It was really close, but something else we're going to do on this episode is give our ranking of all of the Star Wars movies. 11. Yeah, 11. We're not 11. doing that uh, that Christmas special bullshit, though. Yeah, no Christmas special, no Mandalorian. It's mm-hmm. That's a TV show, so. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's canon or not, we're not going to rank it. Dirty fucking swampy. Yeah. <laughs> so stop asking. We, that came up on um on Christmas. So, like We were just talking about the pod, and then I don't even remember how it came up, but I was just like, yeah, like the, the fans know that they're called the Swampies. And I was like, you know, we, we mentioned the Swampies like every episode. And, yeah. and I was like, Sky also basically calls them dirty fucking pieces of shit every yeah, constantly <laughs> yeah it's it's a hard sell trying to convince people that swampy doesn't have a negative connotation when i immediately follow it up with some real nasty language <laughs> some foul language i got a real swampy mouth if you know what i mean yes hey, we hey, need hey, to wash your mouth out of, with soap Oh, please Speaking do. Speaking of the, uh, the the holiday season, yes. Christmas Story just passed. Yep. yep. Christmas just passed, and we watched a Christmas Story like five times. Oh, I did not. But I, mean, I watched Home Alone. Avoid. I watched Home Alone. Yeah, there you I go. I also watched uh, the Jim Carrey Grinch. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Watched Home Alone and parts of uh, Coming Home for Christmas. Was that the Jonathan Taylor Thomas one? It's on Disney+. Plus. Oh, I stayed away from Disney+. Plus. Oh really? No, not really. Oh, okay. Yeah, that <laughs> there, makes sense. There, there was nothing. We we just went and we put on the Grinch and a Christmas story was on, so we watched it like three times. And then why? Like, it was you just, haven't it was seen just, it? No, it was just on in the background. It's a you have yeah. to have it on. You have to have it on at some point during the day. I didn't. I watched a bunch of Office. <laughs> I mean, that is good. <laughs> there's there's Christmas episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's just a tradition. You have to have it on at at some point. Yeah, we don't like sit down and watch it, but it's playing in the background. Well, it's crazy because to us sitting here right now, just yesterday was Christmas. Yeah, but the at the time the Swampies are hearing our voices right now, it's January first, New Year's Day, in the double deuce. The double deuce. Double deuce. <laughs> you th- you thought our summer cram thing was annoying when we would do that every episode for two months. <laughs> Just you wait till every episode we're just going double deuce. <laughs> I want to do it. Double 
<laughs> and everybody's already tired of it. You know, one year was enough. <laughs> yeah. We we gave you guys 2019. You're not taking our 2020. You're not taking our double deuce. <laughs> Ooh, I took a double deuce earlier. Really? Yeah. Not here. I was just pee. Oh, okay. But I was the number one. How'd you take two deuces? It felt like it was two deuces. <laughs> It felt like I had two dudes leaving my butthole. Whoa, ew. Yeah, I told you, I've, I've been having whatever the opposite of diarrhea is. Firm poop. Well, yeah, because it's not <laughs> not constipated. It comes out, Yeah, but it like bangs down the pipes. You know what I mean? Like I hear it like denting up plumbing. It's that scene in, in The Nightmare Before Christmas when Santa's going through the tubes and it's literally pushing the tube yeah. a little wider. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's Sick. um. Do you watch Futurama? <laughs> yeah, it's like Nibbler's turds. Oh, nice. And they're like, yeah, they're hef- hefty, hefty. Yeah, come out as a smooth, perfectly polished ball. Yeah, it's, my butt does. Can't help it. <laughs> but how was your how was your Christmas? Because it just passed. Yep, just passed. It was lovely. Got to just hang out at home. Christmas Eve did all the family stuff. Bounced around between my dad's and my mom's. But then Christmas Day, just fucking let the boy open up his presents, play with toys. It was awesome. He nice. yelled. He uh, yelled in a good way or a bad way? In a good way. Okay. It, well, at first, it was funny because he was just super tired. He walks out into the living room, and all the presents are under the tree, and he just walked right past it and into the kitchen. <laughs> and and I was like, hey, buddy, look, Santa came, and he comes back, and he looks at the, notices the presents this time and goes, oh, and then it takes him a second to wake up, and then he like rubs his eyes, and then he looks at it again, and he's like, "Wow!" <laughs> and then he was like fully awakened in Christmas and stuff. But when he um, he was unwrapping gifts, he had a couple of gifts that were standouts for him that he uh, like screech screamed about, and uh, <laughs> not screech from Saved by the Bell, but yeah. like you know, little kid screaming. And uh, one of those was a Doctor Strange toy. Really made me so proud. Nice. Yeah, he was like, ah, <laughs> it's Doctor Strange. Like that's how he said it. I'm like, you're a fucking psycho, and I love it. What was the other thing? Uh, the other thing was this like giant dino set. Is like all sorts of different sized dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and then people, and then a jeep, and then a cage to trap said dinosaurs. In. Okay. Well, see, that's dinosaurs are cool, and Marvel's cool. Yes, very cool. Yeah. See, do you have any presents that you screeched at? Um, I got a I got a really nice sound system. For there my you go. Mom. Nice, which is, which is pretty sweet. Hook that up, and the first thing I tested it on because I need something that I knew would have some like dope sound yeah, right out of the gate. Some fucking Drake. Yeah, I put on <laughs> spin it. Put on some drizzy <laughs> in my hizzy. <laughs> I just say, I, spin it, <laughs> and then I fucking blew my brains out. Oh. <laughs> no, I watched Force Awakens. Nice. Both both to test my new sound system because again, like spaceships and fucking lasers and shit like i knew that was gonna be sounding really cool in the surround sound but uh also to kind of prep for this because i haven't watched force awakens in a little while i actually watched last jedi fairly close to before we saw rise of skywalker Mm -hmm. just to be like let me just refresh where this one picked up force awakens was actually one of the first things i put on for disney plus Oh, yeah? Yeah, I booted up Disney+, Plus. I watched Empire, and then I think the next thing I watched was either The Mandalorian. No, actually, take that back. Empire, then Mandalorian, then Jeff Goldblum, then The Force Awakens. I finally watched the Jeff Goldblum I love it. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm glad glad you had a good good Xmas. 
Yeah. Good Christmas. And you two just hung out with family? Yeah, we hung out with family. My mom's side of the family came. So the way we usually do it, we usually spread it out throughout the whole day. So like, I'll usually open a present an hour. <laughs> oh, wow. That's uh, weird. I We usually do it that way because we like to just make it last the whole day. Like it's an event that lasts the whole day. Yeah, I guess. So, so uh, yeah, our, our quote unquote Christmassy stuff ended by like 10 o'clock. Yeah. And then the rest of the day was, uh, you want to get Chinese food? Yeah. Everything's closed. <laughs> and we didn't get to go grocery shopping on Monday because we both had to work. And then Tuesday was Christmas Eve and we were running around. Yeah. And we were like, "Don't, well, we're not going to be out that late anyways, so we'll just go to the store when we get home. And uh, didn't realize that the store is all closed early because, duh, Christmas Eve. <laughs> I could have guessed it, but whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we we like to make it last all day, so it was like we actually got up around ten. Oh my god! And then yeah, we like had breakfast, did the. Stocking. I woke up at six a.m. and brought all the presents out. <laughs> when we got back from the movies on Christmas Eve, the presents were already out. <laughs> oh, so you you know? Yeah, I know. Spoiler alert: Santa's not real. Wait, what? I thought he just came early. <laughs> oh, he always comes early. Just ask Mrs. Claus; she hates it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Zinger. You got roasted, Santa. Roasted. It ain't Christmas anymore. <laughs> you had your day of glory. <laughs> you fat fuck. Go back to another 364 days of being irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid ass. <laughs> oh, man. Calm. You know what? In all like the chaos of like the holiday season and us... You know, doing these special episodes, we just did our first ever double review. Yeah. And, you know, with all of this commotion going around this time of year, like, sometimes I just miss, I there's just, I miss things. There's something in particular I really miss. And, you know, I just feel like I wish, I wish we could go back to the way things were, you know, when it was just you and me and this fucking broken futon. <laughs> Who's there now? It's still just you and me. Oh, okay. And this broken futon. Okay. But, like, remember back in the days when, like, you and I, like, we'd go places. Not just, like, in our careers, but... I don't know. I miss I miss seeing everybody I'm used to seeing. Like, Cletus, Joe Jack, Jack Joe, Ignatius, Billy Bob, Agnes, Turk. Turk. Ah, <laughs> Turk. <laughs> Turk. Yeah, Turk. <laughs> but you know where the, all these people are? They're where? Little, they, well, I'll tell you. They're in a little special place that I like to call the trailer park. That was beautiful. Yeah, I'm trying out a new jingle. I did it, did it, the trailer park. And it's going to play the jingle afterwards. It's still going to play that. That ain't going anywhere. No, no. It's we perfect. haven't done a trailer park it's in a perfect. while. Yeah, no, that is true. Because we our last two episodes were, were special eps. That's right. But what are we talking today? Oh, you know exactly what the fuck we're talking. I have been wanting to talk about this trailer for weeks because it's been out for a minute. And it's always big news when Marvel drops a new trailer. But we're going to talk about the goddamn Black Widow. Yeah. So excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. We've done a good job. Because there was like one time we're like, oh. We're doing 
marriage story or like I can't remember what it was. We were trying to figure out what, what movie we were gonna do. I think it was oh we were, we were doing what came right before. <laughs> well, there was Honey Boy. It was Honey Boy. We were thinking yeah. we we're like just do Black Widow for Honey Boy. <laughs> yeah, I was like I just want to talk about it. But I'm glad we held on to it because there's a lot of good trailers that we can do now. And now, dude, the double deuce is looking pretty stacked. The double deuce is looking it's looking good. There's some movies that are that interest me. Yeah, for sure. It's funny you mentioned this earlier, but yeah, like I think we're gonna start hitting movies in theaters that aren't as good as right now. Soon, like we're yeah. getting into January soon, and it's like, ooh, you get to look forward to Underwater yeah. and Bad Boys. And uh, hey, Bad Boys looks like it could be okay. You think so? I mean, bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> what you want? Oh, that was the best when we were. <laughs> so we saw Rise of Skywalker together in Dolby, and as we were walking into the theater, finding our seats, getting the popcorn, we we're in like the hall before you get to like all the seats and stuff, so you can't even see the screen or anything. And we walked in right when it's like the sound dropped out on the trailer, and it was just like bad boys. <laughs> And you had, you turned around instinctively, and yeah. we just looked at each other and went, bad boys! <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that's that's going to be like our new... <laughs> bad boys! Bad boys! But you know, we're, the quality of the movies, I feel like they're going to be watching for a little bit. It's going to slip. Might be, yeah, might slip. But the trailers right now are hot because yeah. we got this, we got Wonder Woman, we got Tenet, we oh, got... Dude. The Tenet trailer looks so good. Yeah. We'll talk about that soon. Mm-hmm. There's another one that we got. Oh, uh, Ghostbusters came out. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Doesn't it seem like pretty stacked? Yeah. But again, these are all movies that they're I feel like. out like March, April, May anyways. But the, not... that's that's the cram. And we got crammed last year. So we got to be cautious. We got we to gotta be caution. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> we gotta, we, we gotta, we gotta be cautious. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the word you're looking for. We gotta be caution, buddy. <laughs> we have to be caution. The thing about the summer is you always have to be a caution. B, caution. B E, caution. Actually, I was talking about Florida yesterday, and I told Brian, I was like, "See, the thing about Florida is like, I love the coconuts." And I was like, "Cause I always love to see a coconut." And Brian was like, "That is my favorite thing you've ever said. <laughs> like, you always love to see a coconut, just loose in the wild." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, we're talking Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, we've literally said nothing about it, but. First movie of Phase 4. Yeah. This is going to be our insight to Phase 4, which in terms of like, oh, let's see what Marvel's going to have brewing for the future. Odd that they're starting with a movie that takes place in the past. Yeah. Or does it? No, I think it does. Yeah, it does. (laughs) I think it takes, we'll get into it, but I think it takes place in two different versions of the, not versions of the past, but uh, like points in the timeline. Like I think there's prequel material in here like before everything and then i think pre-avengers pre-avengers yeah i think there's pre-avengers then i think there's post civil war you think post civil war is that when this is supposed to be between civil war and infinity war yeah that's when they said this takes place oh okay so Mm -hmm. i didn't know if there was confirmation on the timeline yet yeah it's uh it's between those two movies but it looks like there is stuff that is before before everything we know that's good that's what i want to see Mm-hmm. Well, you want to roll this trailer? Yeah, let's 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 watch this. Right out the gate, you got Budapest. Yep. I used to have nothing. It's Garjo. She's been on fire this year. Yeah, she's had the best year. So this that's all old footage from Winter Soldier. Yeah. 
Was it Winter Soldier? Or, or no, 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 no. I think it was Age of Ultron. Yeah. That she had the flashbacks of the uh, forever. of her orphanage. Ooh, there they are, Marvel Studios. We said this off camera or off, you know, not recording, but I'm all so about you the score in this. Yeah, this is cool. It's unique. It's different than like the other uh, other Marvel movies. You said it reminds you of Annihilation. It reminds me a little bit of Blade Runner, but yeah, I like that. Like, so we're gonna talk like grown-ups. She is. Is that what we are? Florence Pug. <laughs> Action in this trailer right away. So this is this is the clip that people at Comic Con never see. Yeah, like the actual scene. The actual scene though. Sis. What brings you home? We have unfinished business. We have to go back to where it all started. Ooh, look at that throwback oh, suit. Yeah, One that's from 2000. There's Taskmaster. Hopper. I like that David Harbour's in this. Yeah. Still fits. He loves playing superheroes that are large and red. Big together again. I love it. You got fat. It seems like he's gonna be like a little bit of a uh, comedic. Uh, yeah. Like he don't like this. I think he'll be serious, but you don't like that? No. Falling. I saw a movie recently with a let's dive out of a plane and fight in the midair, and I hated it. Oh, really? In Terminator. Oh, yeah. It's different. You don't know the context, so relax. I think it's interesting, though. <clears throat> they only showed Taskmaster in that one moment, but it's never defined that Taskmaster is necessarily like the villain in this. I, I've got a theory. Oh yeah, what's your theory? I got I got a few theories. You think Taskmaster's a lady? I think Taskmaster is Florence Pugh. Okay. Either she's Florence Pugh or she is another Black Widow. Got you. Because the what they've said in this is that Black Widow isn't a person. It's like you become a Black Widow through the assassin. Like yeah, yeah. what is it called? The red red is it the red room? I don't know. Well, the Red Room is where they train, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, apparently like Florence Pugh is also a Black Widow. Right. It's it's more of like a like a moniker that you earn, not just like a nickname she came up with for herself yeah. or whatever. So or an alias or something. And there's actually so I'm gonna say right now, if it's not Florence Pugh, it's someone else in the movie that was in the school with her. Because there is a scene in here where Red Guardian, who is David Harbour, he's fighting Taskmaster and Taskmaster has a shield, and it's got the Black Widow symbol on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. And I'm sure you know, but for the Swampies who don't know, Taskmaster's power or whatever yeah. is basically like he can mimic your every move. Like, he learns all of your skills and abilities. There you go. Oh, okay. I don't see any shield, though. It's right before that. Kaboom. It's right there. Oh, on the ground? Yeah. I see. Unless that's Red Guardian's shield, because Red Guardian is essentially Russia's Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes Red Guardian has a shield, so it could be his. Just there's nothing black on his costume, so I feel like it's it doesn't fit his costume as well. Like yeah. he's basically all red and white. 
But what I was going to say is, you know, Taskmaster, he basically mimics everyone's like fighting style and knows your every move and stuff. And this, the fighting scene in the kitchen with Florence Pugh looks like they're like mimicking each other, like they're yeah. switching guns on each other and stuff. So I think it might be her. Could be cool. Yeah. Could be a nice little uh, cool twist. I don't know entirely how I'd feel about it. I guess I'd have to see it, man. You know, I, I'm just super excited to see, get a little bit of a taste of what what's coming from Marvel. Yeah, we were actually talking about it today um, because I don't know if you saw it. Kamel and Johnny just got just jacked out of yeah. his mind for the Eternals. So we were actually talking about that at work. But I like that this phase is very experimental. This actually seems like the least experimental out of all the movies. Yeah, but I mean, it is using a character who doesn't necessarily have superpowers, you know? Yeah. She's skilled, but she doesn't have superpowers. Yeah. It's actually funny. The Red Guardian character, I think, typically doesn't have superpowers. But I guess he does in this. Well, uh, Red Guardian is another super soldier. Well, what I what I read was that most of the versions of Red Guardian, he's just he's not a super soldier. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. But I guess he is in this. So, because he he's actually playing. I don't know the name of the Red Guardian, no but specific. Yeah, but the version that he is playing is not a super soldier. But in Oh. The movie, it looks like he does have super soldier powers because he punches down a door in this, like punches down a steel door in one part of the trailer. Got you. I have a feeling that Florence Pugh's character is either going to die, either Black Widow is going to kill her or she's going to die or she's going to go missing. And Black Widow is almost going to take on not the mantle, but disguise herself as Florence Pugh's character. Wait, what? So... She's I don't. I don't gonna, know if I described that well, but Natasha. Ba- Natasha is, is going to disguise herself as Florence Pugh. Pugh? I think so. But in, how? So, so wait. I'll show you. There's a scene in the trailer where Florence Pugh is wearing the outfit that Black Widow wears in Infinity War when she's under disguise, and in Infinity War, Black Widow dyes her hair blonde. Huh. So I'm wondering if in Infinity War the way Black Widow was disguising herself was to look like someone else, like another assassin or something like that. Okay. Well, then that wouldn't make any Because then why would she come out of hiding? Why would she need to hide as her? I don't know. We got to see it. Yeah, we do have to see it. I'm going to see this opening night. Well, you, you got it. It's a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a Marvel movie. I'm not going to not see it opening night. But yeah, I don't want to go too uh, too hard on this just yet. I'm sure we're going to get more trailers for this in the coming months. But we didn't even mention that right there. General Ross. Yeah. Yeah. And he's de-aged. Yeah. Dude, everybody's de-aged these days. We'll talk about that, too. Yeah. He's de-aged in this, though, but I think he's in it at multiple points. And one time he looks way younger. That's why I'm saying I think it's going to be there's going to be events before, like, all the phase one shit. Yeah. Um, Because he looks younger in that than he did in Hulk. Oh, yeah, definitely. But then I think he's he's in a scene later with, like, a control room or whatever. And he looks older again. Got you. Did you tell me that they're going to tell you tell you what happened in Budapest or show you Budapest? Like I, I was saying as a theory, that's what they should do. Oh, okay. But now watching this, I mean, I could imagine they would they would probably they'll at least hint at it. Yeah. Well, the opening shot of the trailer actually is Budapest, but who knows if that's just like a fan servicey thing or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I actually really like the cast on this. I know everyone is like really excited for Eternals based on that cast, but I love David Harbour and Florence Pugh and 
Scarlett Johansson are two of my favorites. Like especially yeah. this Scar- year, ScarJo's been killing it. Florence Pugh had two awesome movies mm-hmm. out this year. So yeah. I'm already excited because Marvel and Black Widow. But yeah, dude. I mean, they make some really good casting decisions. Like, Marvel hasn't really had too many misses when it comes to their casting. Yeah, no, they really haven't. And they've even had some that, like, maybe had been questionable in the early on. And then when you see the actual product, you're like, okay, this is pretty sweet. I think most people didn't like Chris Evans. Like, when they announced that Chris Evans was going to be Captain America. Well, at that point, he was already Human Torch, and we saw how those movies were. Yeah. But then you watch him as Captain America, and you're like, it's, yeah, and he's it's great. perfect. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm excited for Phase 4 to get kicked off. I'm hoping that there's something in this movie that you're not getting from the trailer that's going like, to basically be like, oh, this is going to be a, a, you know, a big plot point throughout Phase 4 or something like that. Well, that's the thing. So this being a prequel, I understand like the idea of, like, oh, Scarlett Johansson definitely deserves her own standalone movie. Uh, she's one of the original six Avengers. She's been in the MCU since phase one mm-hmm. in Iron Man 2 is when she was introduced. And she deserves it. Yeah. And that's all well and good. But now that you're at the level that you are in the MCU post Endgame and everything, you can't make a standalone movie that doesn't somehow feed into the future. So I feel like either... There's a character that needs to get introduced that will carry on post this and post Endgame. Like, this will set up something that, like, maybe she's like, hey, in the event that anything ever happens to me, I need you to do X, Y, Z. And then that sets up whoever she says that to as either somebody to take over for her or to carry out some sort of act on her behalf. But I feel like they they can't just make something that stands outside of everything. Yeah, you know, I, I don't mean, I don't think they're going to. I think at this point you you expect it to lead to something. The yeah, movies be, have been too smart. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like it's cool to see this stuff that happened, you know, back then and on the in between on some of the movies. But if you're not setting up where it's gonna go from there, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. So, I I. I have faith that they're not going to do that. I feel like they are they know what they're doing by now. They're like 20-something movies in and yeah, been doing it for over 10 years. I think they know you know how to build their universe, so I ain't stressed about it. It's not like it's Star Wars, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, you want to get out of this trailer park? Yeah, yeah, we can get out of it. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to this, though. I've... This is a trailer that I've actually put on multiple times just for the hell of it to be like, man, I just want to watch that Black Widow trailer cool. again. It gets me pumped. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the fuck out of here. We got a lot of Star Wars to talk. Oh, the Star Wars. Where to begin? Yeah. Where where to begin? Well, I think uh, we've definitely mentioned this before. I think I'm a more of a Star Wars fan than you. I think I'm definitely more invested in this trilogy than you. Yes. I'll say that. You know, you're probably more of a Star Wars fan, but that wouldn't have been true about five six years ago pre these sequels okay i didn't read like all the novels or anything like that yeah but... I, I didn't do that either because because okay. reading like what like... yeah like that's not stupid <laughs> like granted we both got each other books <laughs> yeah yeah that was our secret santa gifts to each other We're like books that's what you want 
I know since these have come out, we've talked about it. Actually, when we were playing in a band together, we were driving to like the studio and stuff like that. I remember like oh, we were talking about it all the time, all the time, because that was right around when Rogue One came out. Oh, and that we, was so good. Yeah, we were both very high on Rogue One. But yeah, I think in general, at least since these movies come out, I think you've lost some interest in Star Wars. So fun fact: mm-hmm. even the prequels. And then when they re-released, they re-released the uh, the original trilogy at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when. I think they've probably done it a few times. Oh, they've been released so many times. Almost yeah. every single time that they get re-released, they change something in it. Ugh, like they it. they changed A New Hope for Disney Plus. Did they? Yeah. What do they change now? I didn't rewatch. They in A New Hope they changed the Han shot Greedo scene. Oh, and they flipped it. No. So now basically. It's it's really weird. Now basically right before Greedo shoots, he says McClunky. Okay. For real. He says McClunky. McClunky is a word so st- McClunky. <laughs> McClunky. <laughs> McClunky is a word that apparently Sebulba says to Anakin in the Phantom Menace as basically being like like it's like a threatening thing to say. So they huh. added it in. They basically took a took um a clip of Greedo talking. And they just like zoomed it up so it looked like it was a different clip, and they just had someone overdub McClunky, and then they shoot at each other. So it was supposed to be like, oh well, that's why Han shot because Greedo telegraphed that he was gonna shoot him because he threatened him. Yeah. So they Disney has already changed the original movies. They I changed it. Yeah. I hate it so much. Don't mess with history. I actually think like I don't want them to mess with history. I just think it's funny that they like pulled from the Phantom Menace. <laughs> I know, right? Like but anyways, I saw all of those opening night. Yeah. Phantom Menace, fucking Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, opening night, don't care. Like that was back in the days when there wasn't like they start showing you on Thursday at 7 p.m. It was you had to go to at midnight when it was technically Friday. Yeah. So and my and my mom would let me have off the next day of school. Oh, that's but, sick! Like it was like an event going to go see Star Wars. I'd bring a lightsaber and everything. Well, Star Wars in general is an event to go see. Yeah, and you know we we were talking we we're just talking Marvel, but there's only like two like Star Wars and Marvel are really the only two franchises I feel like where I'm like I absolutely hundred percent need to go see that like the day it comes out. You don't want to get it spoiled. because I don't want to get spoiled from it. Yeah, yeah, because these are not movies that you want ruined yeah no now what the directors choose to do with them might ruin them but that's (laughs) that's where the fans get to decide i guess i will i will say there are some surprises in this movie that i'm glad didn't get spoiled for me oh yeah no definitely Mm -hmm. and we will we'll avoid spoilers for for as long as we can but we'll give the heads up but i saw force awakens opening night yeah i saw you want to know how i saw it how I drove to Philly to go see it. Why? Because there's one of only seven theaters in the United States in Philly where the the screen is like a dome and you lay down almost like a bed. Oh, that's cool. And it like it wraps around you. So got up super early in the morning the day it came out, drove to Philly, I saw it, and then I saw it again that night over here. I saw oh, wow. it twice in this on opening day. So you loved it. Oh, I was I was hyped. One, I, I was, remember it was I was very super cool. excited for it and yeah, I saw it the first time and I was like, that, I really liked it. Like, I knew when I was watching, I'm like, this is very similar to A New Hope, but like, I just had a, a great time. Yeah. And I really liked all the characters and I thought they did some really awesome stuff with the characters. Like, yeah. especially like, I thought the storyline for Finn was so awesome. It was. Yeah, no, <laughs> we'll get into it. But big yeah, old, no. big old was. Yeah. 
You want to just start getting into it? Well, speaking of the excitement, Last Jedi, the movie previous, yeah, it's the only Star Wars movie I didn't see in theaters. Really? It's the only one. I actually I saw Solo and the Rogue theaters? One. Yeah. I mean, Rogue One, I was well, very hyped to go Rogue see, One too. Rogue One was awesome. I was excited to see that. Rogue One, then Rogue Last One was Jedi came out. See, Rogue One didn't have the Last Jedi stank on it. Right. Yeah. But Last Jedi came out, and it was getting the talk that it was. And I liked Force Awakens, but it didn't blow me away or anything. Last Jedi came out during a time where like I didn't get to go to the movies very often. And when I heard like the split feelings over Last Jedi, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to really go put myself through that. Because I would hate to go to the theater to see this and then walk out being like, well, cool, I hate Star Wars now. You want to know something funny? I don't know if it's funny. I saw The Last Jedi opening weekend. Yeah. And... The movie ended, and I looked at my brothers, and we were all just like, "That wasn't good." We're like, "That that wasn't good." And then we went, and we got like food, and we were just like, like ripping on it the whole time. And, yeah. And basically, like, I was like, "There's like a lot of things. There's like there's things in this that I like, but like in general, I'm not really a fan of it." And then I just had a lot of people that wanted to go see it with me because I'm a big fan. So my friend Chris, who like I always go see the Star Wars movies with, he called me up like a few days later, and he was like, "Hey, you want to go see the Last Jedi?" So I was like. Yeah, sure, I'll go see him with you. I saw it again knowing what it was. Yeah. And then I liked it a little bit more. And I ended up seeing it with John. And I saw it with um another friend. But we I saw it four times in total. And I wasn't wow. even like the biggest fan of it in theater. Like I feel like I liked it more and more with each viewing. But now after seeing this movie, I have gone back to just straight up hating it. <laughs> hating Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing, and that's the real kicker. It makes it almost kind of tricky to navigate your feelings on Rise of Skywalker because it is not only the finale to a trilogy, it's supposed to wrap up the original trilogy and the prequels. Yeah. And it's also trying to complete a vision and, you know, show off the flowers that budded from the seeds that were planted in Force Awakens and um, and immediately ignored and not tended to in Last Jedi. Yeah. So you're trying to bridge a bridge a three hour gap or a two and a half hour movie gap of a second movie. You're you're squeezing in what you would have done in your second movie to the beginning of your third movie so that you can kind of explain and re- remind the audience, well, these are things that we told you in Force Awakens. These are things that we're going to either ignore from Last Jedi. These are things that we're changing. And these are ways that we're going to have to explain how the fuck that happened in <laughs> yeah. Last Jedi. It, man, what a curveball Ryan Johnson threw into this whole thing. Yeah. Like, and I like Ryan Johnson now. Like, his Knives Out was really good. I said it to you in man, the car. <laughs> dude. <laughs> My exact words to you in the car. Like, and this isn't real. This isn't anything. Uh, don't take this one way or another of how I feel about this movie, but like we got in the car and I was like, Ryan Johnson fucked us so hard. <laughs> oh, he really did. <laughs> you see it. But that's the thing that makes it hard. It's like on one hand, you don't want to fault Rise of Skywalker for certain things because, you know, it's just trying to clean up a mess from Last Jedi. But on the other hand, it's still like uh, I, I know why you have to do it. But now it makes me dislike what I'm watching in the current movie. Well, yeah. I mean, I think out of anyone, like, 
I really do not like what Ryan Johnson did with The Last Jedi. And I feel like in general, he was kind of like, cause, see, I don't know how it worked because he signed on to do the next trilogy. I know. It's so crazy. But but I'm actually very excited for that. But that's going to exist outside of all the Luke and Leia yeah. and Vader and like, like, all that. So I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish my point, but just on Ryan Johnson, I don't think Ryan Johnson works well when he has to follow something that's eight seven movies in like yeah like i think that he is better when he can have his own liberties and do what he wants because he's very creative but i felt like in this case he had characters that people love that were already being developed for like at this point seven plus movies for you know luke leia and han or whatever and he was kind of just like well, i'm gonna be like contrary to everything and just be like like I don't want to say a troll. I think he thought he was being very clever, but like he basically took everything that people wanted and was like, I'm not doing that. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm doing something different. Well, that's the thing about the beginning. And it's funny because we haven't really talked about Rise of Skywalker yet, but it, it all plays into it. That's what, that's what I'm kind of saying about like, oh, really hard to talk about this movie without talking about everything that happened before it. But End of Force Awakens, Ray's like, Luke, I found you. Here's your lightsaber. And not only is it like a moment in the movie like this, but also it almost seemed like in real life, JJ Abrams just being like, pass the baton next yeah. director. Take it from here. I set you up with mm-hmm. all of these things. We don't know who her parents are. Uh, Luke's been missing. Why is he missing? What was he doing this whole time? Blah, blah, blah. And then he, sh- he passes the baton and then Ryan Johnson's like, okay, cool. First thing he does in the next movie Grabs the baton, throws it behind him, walks away. Yeah. He's just like, cool, thanks. Fuck your baton, fuck lightsabers, fuck Star Wars, fuck the Death Star, fuck Darth Vader, fuck the Emperor, fuck this, fuck Snoke. Who's Snoke? I never heard of him. Kill him. Fuck him. Fuck him dead. Uh, it, It seemed like Ryan Johnson, and I know that they have said in interviews that there is no bad blood and there was never a thing where like JJ Abrams was like, Oh, you really messed this up. And Ryan Johnson was never like, they, they don't have any beef. There's a scene in this movie. That's clearly a dig at Ryan Johnson. Okay, cool. I wonder if it's the same thing that, uh, I wrote down. Cause I, something happens and I'm just like, Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I was to finish my thought though, above as much as I don't like what Ryan Johnson did, if you don't like this and you don't like the trilogy, you have to blame Disney because yes. Disney does not have a roadmap for this. It is so painfully clear that they did not have a vision for this and they bought Star Wars for $4 billion and they did not give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like... Because they knew it was going to make money no matter what. Yeah, well, Name like... Name alone. I Toys. Toy sales are insane. For Nothing touches anything in this world like toy sales for Star Wars. Yeah, which... Oh, oh my God, I'm going to mention toys in this too. But, uh... I I don't want to say that they didn't give a shit because the attention to detail in The Force Awakens was, like, second to none. Like, they spent so much time on just the tiny details. Like, the like when um, Han takes off the storm, Stormtrooper and helmet in um, uh, A New Hope, there's mm-hmm. no, like, airlock sound or anything like that. Like, it's just, like, it's just a helmet that just comes off. Right. And they spent, like, a ton of time in the writer's room, like... When the stormtroopers in this movie, even though they're like they're updated, should it have like an like a like a like an air sound, or should it be true to like what they're like? That's all the details. They came down to all these minute minute details to like make sure everything was perfect. Yeah, and yeah, 
the uh, the Force Awakens is derivative of A New Hope, but I felt like they spent a lot of time giving you unique characters, making aesthetically everything as close to as possible. And like, I thought it was very true to Star Wars. Yeah, the first one, and then I feel like they were just like, okay, we did a good job getting everyone on the hype train. Do what you want. And they like, yeah, Ryan Johnson's a great director, but like, they really should have had someone overseeing everything. Like, and, a, like a Kevin Feige. Yeah. And they've. Feige. Feige? 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 But, but they let the director on each movie basically be the main writer in the room. Which is insane. Yeah. I don't really think this trilogy is that cohesive, but we can get into it. Yeah. It's just, it's just a bummer that that's the route they went. I'll, when, I'll tell you right now, it's not cohesive. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> like, at all. It's just a bummer that that's the way that this went, because you're wrapping up, like, this is supposed to be, like, the finale, the closure on the entire Skywalker trilogy, which is obviously very beloved. Yeah. And, um, and then, I don't know, it's just, it's just a bummer. And I think I said this in the car on the way back, like, I don't need this movie or any of the Star Wars movies to be an Empire Strikes Back or a New Hope because a New Hope was lightning in a bottle and you're probably never going to do that. And yeah. Empire Strikes Back is one of the greatest sequels in the history of film. You're never going to do that again. You don't either. need to make a masterpiece. Yes. You but just need to make something entertaining and it just has to be satisfying. But like this is going the way I feel a little bit of like not as because I don't, I don't hate this as much as I hate Jurassic World, but Jurassic World feels yeah. a little bit the same where it's like, they they're bringing back something and they're not honoring the way like the tone and everything that are, that they used to be, and yeah. uh, it's a it's a bit of a bummer. So we just ranted about the whole like we haven't even touched on the movie yet. But yeah, I know. <laughs> you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into all the uh, the details. And I mean, I'm gonna say this also. I sound super down on it already. There's actually a lot that I like about this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most of what we have said is not even about our feelings of rise of Skywalker. It's just our overall kind of notes on this sequel this trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. And a lot of it is hinged on last Jedi. Cause obviously this being a follow-up to last Jedi, there's a little bit of a mess they needed to clean up. And then they also needed to, like I said, tie together their own sequel trilogy while also tying together all nine movies, which is insane. Yeah. So, yeah, but J.J. Abrams, they brought him back. He's the director on this. I don't think he was slated to be the director on this. I don't think so either. Yeah, like, and <laughs> they were like, whoops. And yeah. they're like, can you please come back and fix this? Yeah, I don't know who they had slated, who they had in mind, but they, they brought him back. It's actually funny because I think J.J. Abrams had a script for what would have been eight. And I think he had a script for this movie as well. Yeah. Like, like when he finished seven, and I think he may have even shown Ryan Johnson like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Oh, and then Ryan Johnson was like, this is perfect. I was just about to go to the bathroom and I needed something to wipe with. <laughs> Ass with, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's, I think, four writers on this movie. So there's uh, Chris Terrio, and he has done such um, legends as uh, Justice League and Batman vs. Superman. Great. J.J. Yeah, Abrams is on here. Derek Connolly, Detective Pikachu, Jurassic World 1 and 2, and Kong. Jesus. Yeah, and then Colin Trevorrow, who is Jurassic World 1 and 2. Like oh God. Like, literally, like, the only writer on this movie that I have much faith in is, is JJ Abrams. <laughs> so, yeah. cause he's, you know, Star Trek Armageddon mission impossible three. I know you didn't like super eight, but I actually like super eight. I didn't hate super eight, but I just didn't care. Yeah. Great cast on this. Everyone you pretty much know, but Daisy Ridley is playing Ray again. Oscar Isaac, who I love. 
He's one of my favorites. He's Poe. John Boyega is Finn. Adam Driver, who we basically just been blowing our load to for like the weeks yeah. now. Who I've had to have a uh, turnaround on. But that made this viewing very interesting. Really? Okay. Yeah, for me. Because, you know, I had mentioned on our Marriage Story review, I used to not like Adam Driver, like at all. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't get it. I don't think he's that great. And then I watched a bunch of movies he was in this year, and I'm like, he's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And now he's like probably my favorite for best actor, just for Marriage Story. Yeah. But then I started to realize in rewatching Force Awakens, recently watching Last Jedi, and now this, if you don't mind me talking just a little bit about it, nothing crazy. Um, I think I just don't like Kylo Ren. I think Kylo Ren's the best part of this entire trilogy. <laughs> Well, I'd say he's the most consistent thing about this trilogy because he's the only person whose story like genuinely continues through all three. It almost feels like Ryan Johnson took Last Jedi and only cared about Kylo Ren's growth mm-hmm. and everybody else fell by the wayside. Yeah. He, he threw away uh, he threw away Ray's stuff. He basically just sent uh, Poe and Finn off on their own thing, separate from what everybody else is doing with like the whole stupid casino thing. That was uh, Finn and Finn and Rose. Finn and Rose, right, yeah. right, right. What was Poe up to? Poe's on a ship the entire time, right, getting shot at. Yeah, yeah. The ship was getting shot at in space for yeah the whole movie. So Ryan Johnson kind of abandoned everybody but Kylo Ren. So I don't like the character. He's not a good Sith, and I mean, I guess maybe that's part of it, but I will. I guess I could say he's the most consistent thing about the uh, new trilogy. I just don't. I just don't care about his character. Oh, see, I, he's my favorite part because I actually think he's after they did nothing with Finn. I think he's the most interesting character. I think he's the most compelling. He has the most struggle. He's probably the only character that actually has a struggle. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and, that's that's the other thing too, because with abandoning Ray's. You know, like, oh, your parents are nobody. I'm just throwing it away. In Last Jedi, it's like, Ray doesn't have a history for us to know of. Well, I'll say I'll say this. We're, again, we're, we're really only talking about the trilogy, but uh, out of the three protagonists, and, like, I, I might get flack for this, but between the three protagonists, Anakin, Ray, Luke, Ray is by far the weakest and worst protagonist. Yeah. Out of them. I, like whiny ass Anakin way more than I like Ray. That's and it's, crazy. And it's because Ray has no arc. She just gets stronger. She yeah. faces no upheavals. She's the only one of the three that doesn't get maimed. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's true. Um and like she has no internal like struggle like at all. Like the whole movie is just I'm getting I, she's overpowered as fuck the entire time. Yeah. And she cannot be stopped. And yeah, she literally has no arc. The only character you can argue that Jar Jar Binks has more of a story arc than Poe. Yeah. It's Jar it's, Jar Binks goes from a doofus to a senator. Yeah, senator. <laughs> but like like Poe is the same character throughout all three movies. He's just like a hot shot pilot. Well, yeah, until they start peppering in backstory for him that was not but, needed. But he doesn't change. No, he as a person doesn't change. They just tell you like, yeah, he run he they give you one line where like you used to run space. And he's like, Don't tell people about that, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So they basically force feed him into a Han Solo position. Yeah. Because they're like, Oh, well, you used to be a smuggler. Mm-hmm. I hated that. I don't know why you needed it. You didn't need it. It 
they were just trying to solidify in people's minds, like, oh, Ray is like Luke, and friggin' fucking uh, Poe is, po like, is Han. like Han, and all this stupid shit that we didn't need. And, you know, just talking about character arcs, I it bums me out so much that uh, Finn got what he got. <laughs> because, like, yeah. because Finn, like, oh, wow, like a... a Stormtrooper turned good, you know, runaway. Like, that's a really cool concept. And I liked him a lot in the first movie. And he gets like like maimed at the at the end of that one. But you're kind of yeah. like, what's gonna happen with him? And then really it's just like the second one, he's off on a side plot, you know, where he's at a, at a casino and they're gonna talk about animal rights. And then in this one, they kind of allude to him being force sensitive, like like that's yeah. the intent is that he's force sensitive. But they I didn't think have that enough. Was what they didn't they have wanted to do in the second movie. Yeah, they him. didn't have time to do it, so it's like he doesn't really get anything. No, he doesn't get shit. Yeah, barely gets any screen time. There's there's some weak shit. There's, <laughs> there's some weak shit in it. I didn't even get through the cast, but I mean, yeah, you know, you got Dumbo Gleason coming back as General Hux. Richard E. Grant is General Pride, who's like a new version of general hux or um, yeah. like tarkin or whatever ian mcdermott is emperor palpatine you saw him in the trailer which you know, is crazy emperor, emperor's back yeah it's cool that he actually came back for this yeah that's very cool it's just crazy to me that they blew their load on the emperor stuff in the or what just in, in general, the in the trailers and stuff like that and then is it even a spoiler to say that he's in it? Like no, people knew because he's in the trailer. Like so they don't actually show him, but they show him on the poster and they play his voice in the trailer. So there you go. So it's like that seems like that would have been a pretty big and cool reveal to hang on to. Yeah. Well, and it's literally in the opening uh, scrawl. Yeah. Of- um, I was also just gonna say Billy D. Williams. He's back as Lando, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah, it was good uh, seeing him. But yeah, so like the, you know, getting to the Emperor, the title scroll comes up. And it literally, it says, the dead speak, Palpatine's back. Yeah, immediately. Like, yeah, I'm like, you're going to throw that out right there in the in the scroll? Okay, like, that's huge. Yeah. And also, I think it's weird that Palpatine would, would speak to the galaxy. Wouldn't he want to be hidden? <laughs> yeah. I also don't like that because they never refer to him as Emperor Palpatine in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. He was Chancellor early on like in the and then he was just the emperor and then he was just the emperor mm-hmm. so why are they calling him emperor palpatine just call him oh the emperor is back mm-hmm. i don't know if it, that didn't bother me i don't know darth sidious is back they you know why they did it is be, for the younger fans who maybe wouldn't put two and two together when they reveal that yeah is someone else <laughs> yeah i guess they needed the last name Let's let's get into some pros here, though. If you have some, I, I've got a bunch. I do have a bunch. Okay, can we just blow the doors open on spoilers and stuff so we could talk freely? Okay, yeah. You want to? Well, we don't from need here to talk on out, any specific spoilers right now. I'm just saying in general. From here on out, we'll we'll go into spoilers. Yeah, because we've been we've been very vague, and I think it makes it a little bit harder to just talk about stuff. So stuff might the ending might get spoiled in us just talking about something we like. Yeah, or, but I'll just start. This is I guess this is also vague, but. Visuals on this movie all oh. around are excellent. Yeah. The CGI is awesome. The like design. It, the design, the aesthetics of it is spot on to see like the Star Wars. I think JJ Abrams has a way better uh grasp of the Star Wars aesthetic than like Ryan Johnson did. Yeah. Everything looks great. I love all of the puppets and the practical effects. Just 
awesome. And that's one thing that like the Mandalorian's been killing it lately with. So like I really appreciated that. I think this might be the best looking Star Wars movie so far out of this new trilogy. Well, I think just in general. Oh, wow. I mean, but uh best looking as in just like the the CGI, which makes sense. Yeah, cuz it's the newest. And like uh they use de-aging in this cuz all movies do now. Yeah, but they de-age Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. And Luke. And Luke. But they de-age Princess Leia, which we've seen already. And it looks One. it looks so much better this time around. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, going off that, that scene with Luke and Leia was a huge positive for me. Because I do think this movie clears up a lot of the bullshit stuff that I disliked in The Last Jedi. Like, yeah. like the scene where Leia gets blown out into space and she uses and the she force and saves herself. Back. They address it in this movie. Yeah. And I'm glad they did that. And I'm glad they did it in the way that they did it. Because now, at least when I see that scene, I'm not like, okay, this is like, I think that scene still looks stupid. It didn't look good in The Last Jedi. But at least now I'm like, okay, it makes sense. She was training with Luke. She, you know, is a Jedi or force sensitive or whatever. So she can do these things. But see, like that even seems like they wouldn't have done that. Or that wouldn't have been a part of the story at all. I don't think it would have, but I don't think it hurt this movie at all. I think that was something that they put in that was smart to put in. And I think that also helps the Ray character if you just want to get behind how she's been training. Right. She had someone you help her. Know, you want to know why her. she's getting better and stronger. Mm-hmm. That at least, I think, serves like multiple purposes. I, If we want to at the end, I could tell you what I think Ryan or J.J. Abrams would have done. It would be interesting. Yeah, but there's a few things that they address from Last Jedi that I think are good. Like There's a few things they have to. Yeah. That was a big one that they had to. Like, How is it that in all this time, there's never been any sort of like hinting at Leia even being like Force-sensitive, really? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, she's just like, can use it. Yeah. I like that they also address like the Force projection type thing and how that, like, what you can do with that because... They show in The Last Jedi, Luke, when he's like force projecting himself against Kylo Ren. Yeah. He physically interacts with Leia and he gives her that necklace. Yeah. So people, I think, were like, what the fuck was that? Like, is he there? Is he not there? What's the deal? And then in this one, they show more how it works. Like, you can actually grab things off of people when you're doing it and stuff like that. I like that element because Kylo and Rey have like this bond but they don't understand there's there's force connection mm-hmm. so kylo uses it to his advantage to try and like track her down so like they see each other with this like force projection but he can't tell where she is and then she like or he grabs like the necklace off of her so that he can like have it analyzed yeah and they find out what planet they're on yeah and then later they're fighting and then she knocks over or she breaks the stand that Darth Vader's helmet's on. Right. And then he sees it, sees the helmet through that projection, probably because it has like force residue on it that it could like, I don't know, exist in that plane with them. That's the other thing is like, I don't, I, I liked that. I, I like that. That was cool. And I liked that they established it a couple of times early on in the movie for a really big payoff later. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a really cool scene and a great moment at the end. But I don't understand the force anymore because there's other things they do in this movie that I'm just like, when was that ever the force? Well, I have I mean, there are things that are new for sure. 
there are a few things I thought the same thing where I was like, oh, so now we can bring people back from the dead, like or like just like heal people, force heal. Yeah. And I found out in the books and video games and stuff, force heal has actually been a thing for a while. Oh, so they're, basically they're taking things that were non-canon and now making them canon. Or yeah, like things that have been put into like books and stuff that I guess like hardcore fans that read would are familiar with. And it's almost like a little nod. And I think there's actually a bunch of things like that. Like in the scene where Ray hears all the Jedi that come before her, there's the voices of apparently a lot of really deep cut Jedi's that you would only know if you heard like read the books or watch like the Clone Wars, like like uh Anakin's yeah, Padawan's voices in it and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what they were pulling from. But yeah, it's I think if JJ could have done the last one, there would have been a more gradual progression of all these different things. Instead, right. you're getting crazy amounts of new shit in the span of two and a half hours. And it's coming at you fast. Yeah. The pacing in this movie because they're rushing is not very good. No. It's uh, I knew it. I told you, I, I knew that going into this. I knew people were saying like, it's just like a Usain Bolt sprint for two and a half hours. So yeah. strap in, buddy. And uh, it's just first we're on this planet. Now we're on that planet. Now we're on this ship. And now we're off that ship. And now we're over here. Now the it's Star the Wars guys. fades. The wipes are going quicker than like your yeah. windshield wipers yeah. in, a, in a storm. <laughs> <laughs> but like... It didn't whiplash. It didn't bother me though because especially early on in the movie when I think it is at its fastest, a lot of the scenes are very entertaining. Like the beginning starts off and there's a really cool scene with with Kylo and then the Emperor and then I love that Millennium Falcon scene when they're doing like the light speed like jumping. Yeah, I thought that was, that really, was really cool. cool. And then I really liked you know Leia uh, training um, Ray and stuff like that. So the pace didn't bother me. And here's the thing. Here's the difference between the Last Jedi and this movie for me. This movie for me is actually fun. Like I had fun watching this movie. I thought the last Jedi was such a slog to get through. Like it, I thought it was so boring for most of the movie and this movie, I actually had fun. And like yeah. I said earlier, like I don't need the movie to be empire strikes back. I don't need it to be a new hope. I just want to enjoy it. <laughs> and so for me, like we left the theater and I told you, I was like, I'm content because I actually like had fun. I was entertained, like whatever. Uh, cause I saw the scores going into, it. I know you did too. And I was, I was yeah. worried. This is probably the most worried I've ever been to going into a movie. Yeah. We were scared when we had first looked at it, like the score first dropped and it was rotten. I don't know what it's at now. I haven't checked it since yeah. then basically. But mm-hmm. last time I looked, it was at like 55 or mm-hmm. something. I was like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. I was worried about that, but yeah, no, like, because I don't want to sound negative either. Like, I know, like, there were, like, things that I uh, d- didn't didn't know or I didn't know they were in the books. So, like, it just flew over my head and it just left me kind of scratching my head. Like, why introduce something brand new in the last movie and we're already, like, an hour and a half mm-hmm. into it? And it's like, yeah, this movie could have been longer, honestly. It should have sh- been longer. It should have been, like, a three-and-a-half-hour epic what i think disney should have done because they already said they're not doing 10 11 12 why not make this trilogy four movies it wouldn't be a trilogy but why don't we do a fourth one or why don't we make this three and a half hours long kind of like deathly hollows part one and two type yeah like i think if if they wanted to do it right they would have done it that way because i there's a lot of elements in this movie and if you if you almost look between the lines and see what they wanted to do you see what could have been 
Yeah. And that's like the biggest bummer for me is I'm always like, I, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, this could have been so good. Like, yeah, it should have been. Yeah. It's really that middle movie just throws a fucking wrench and everything because this movie feels like parts of it are supposed to have been in the, in the, in the middle. Yeah. Not, you shouldn't have been seeing it at this late in the game, mm-hmm. especially the Finn stuff. I feel like all of Finn's trajectory is second movie in this. Yeah. And then the payoff would have been at the end where like maybe he joins her in the battle, whatever, and then realizes like, oh, he's he's force sensitive and stuff and like that reveal. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. So like early on in the movie, they're like sinking in quicksand and he wants to tell Ray something. He's like, I, I need to tell you something and blah, blah, blah. And then he sinks and like he thinks because he thinks they're dying. But then like, they come out the other end. She's like, oh, what did you want to tell me? He's like, oh, uh, nothing. I'll tell you later. Yeah. He never tells. Ever. It never comes back. For, yeah. For the rest of the movie. JJ, JJ confirmed that what he was going to tell her was that he was force sensitive. Okay. I thought maybe he should have. Yeah. I thought that, because uh, I didn't pick up on that. Like, I picked up on a few scenes where I'm like, oh, so he can clearly connect with the force somehow. But I always thought that the thing he wanted to tell her was that he loved her. Well, I think that's... the what would seem the most obvious just in sense of like a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's what we both thought leaving the theater. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's what it, that's what it is. What it feels like. Again, I think they could have really dr- driven home or made it more clear that he was force sensitive or that that was actually like something he was experiencing if they had let it plan pan out through. Yeah. Cause he didn't movies. really do anything pertaining to the force at all. He's just like, I have a feeling. Yeah. That's kind of, that was, this, that was it. He's there's like, a few moments a when something happens, like, on another planet, and he kind of is like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. these pants. But yeah, and another thing that I, I think this was the plan all along. I'm glad they, they did this. I really like that they come back and they tell you Ray's lineage. Yeah. Some people, I think, might have an issue with, with the person that they, they tell you that she's related to. Oh, I wonder if that was ever the plan. I think it was the plan. You think I think it was the plan, but do you think it was okay? So we'll spoil that right now. Yeah, it is revealed basically in the first moments of the movie, if you're hip enough to it, <laughs> that she is uh, Palpatine's granddaughter. Yeah. So my question is, I can see them always planning on having her be within his lineage, mm-hmm. but did you do you think they would always? planned to have Palpatine in the last movie. No. Okay. No. I don't think so either. I think the plan was Snoke all the way through. Yep. And then then maybe he reveals that she is Palpatine, who is like this great leader of the Sith and this great influence on Snoke or something like that. Or maybe Palpatine had trained Snoke. I think the plan, I think JJ's plan reveal Ray's lineage in episode uh, eight in the sequel, the mm-hmm. second one. And you reveal it there. And now you have the opportunity to show an actual struggle where, yeah, she is related to like the worst Sith of all time. Right. And like the big bad. And she, they kind of allude to her very briefly that there is some sort of internal struggle, but like, it's so minimal. Like she has like a, like a, like a vision where she is a Sith in this one, and then she just is like, no. Oh, uh, and that has cat teeth? Yes. 
hated that. Yeah, that was stupid. I was like, why does she have to have like <laughs> jagged teeth? <laughs> but they shark teeth. You could have actually given her a struggle. Like you could have given her something right. that like a, 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 a pull push and pull. Like, what is she going to, is she going to turn good? Is she, you know, and uh, actually given her something. I mean, that's, that's all of Anakin's story, you know, arc basically in the prequels. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't have that in this. I think they would have given it to her. They were give you know, revealed her lineage in the second one and then had that be a theme throughout, but they don't. I could see Ryan Johnson knowing that plan and being like, no, let's do something different because that's basically what the story of the other two trilogies are. It's like, oh, Luke is training to be a Jedi, but be careful because your father is Darth Vader, which means you have evil in you. Yeah. But then it's also about that redemption of Vader and bringing him back to the light side because he has that in him. And then in the prequels, it's all like, uh, I don't know if you should be, a, you should train this one. He's a little bit old and he's got a lot of anger in him. Like this could be bad, but they're like, no, 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 we can train him. He'll be good. He's going to bring balance to the force. His metachlorians are off the charts. <laughs> and the uh, word, the word. So I could see Ryan Johnson just being like, no, like let's do something different. Make this stand apart from those because otherwise it would be essentially the same type of story arc that exists within both of the other trilogies. Yeah, I, I could see that. But, I but do, it works. It, it does work. And I think that is way more interesting than what we got. Because yeah. I think now we've got a heroine, you know, protagonist that isn't all that interesting. Right. Because she's invincible and she doesn't really have anything to stop her or like, yeah, you know, any, any internal conflict. So that just that just bothers me. I don't think that the Emperor was ever supposed to be in it. I also think J.J. Abrams know that by putting the Emperor in it, you destroy six movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, OK, so I'll, I'll say this, like, you know, it, 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 it doesn't ruin them, but it it ruins a big plot point of the other six movies in that Anakin was the chosen one. Right. So th basically this movie sets up that Anakin was not the chosen one. Ray is the chosen one. Yeah, I guess essentially because she's the one who would end up bringing balance, balance to the force. And, and I've seen people argue like, um, well, Darth Vader, Anakin's sacrifice wasn't in vain because they got peace for however many years. But the actual definition of bringing balance to the force by George Lucas is that there is no Sith in the galaxy. Like there are no users of the dark side because it's bringing force back to its natural state, which is like the light. Right. So you can't use like the argument like, oh, well, like Palpatine was weakened. So like it brought balance to the force because by the definition of the person who made the yeah, force, that's not it. what it is. So. His sacrifice wasn't in vain because there was peace. So it's still like that. But the whole yeah, the whole I, focus of the prequels where it's like he's the chosen one, like his his minichlorians are off the chart, blah, 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 all that stuff. Now you, he's not the chosen one, I guess. Now he's just well, a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, he was just a, a fucking whiny baby. Yeah. So that that really I actually didn't realize that when we saw the movie the first time. I didn't even think about it. And then Ryan pointed out to me, and ever since he pointed out to me, I cannot stop thinking about that. <laughs> it, yeah, it just annoys me. Yeah, it's unfortunate because again, like this movie, it's such a tightrope to walk because you got to clean up the trilogy that you exist within, and then you also got to clean up the triple trilogy that <laughs> ever has been marketed as the last Skywalker movie. Yeah, 
the last one, the end of Star Wars as we have known it since the 70s. Mm-hmm. And everything after that is going to be new. And I don't know if they did it. I don't know if they did it right. No, they didn't. <laughs> I just don't. I don't think so. And you yeah, know what? I don't my big feel issue is, great. Like, I don't feel good. I just don't like that the least compelling protagonist we've had so far is the chosen one. Like that that just yeah. that just bothers me because it's like they make such a big deal about the chosen one in the prequels and all that and like I I always think of like the scene where Obi-Wan is like basically almost crying when he's like you were the chosen one you were supposed to like bring balance to the force not destroy it and stuff like that. Yeah. And then in this one it's just like oh this is the the chosen one. She's unstoppable. Like she's the cheat code. Like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> cuz I just don't like it. It's, it's just it just her. it just bothers me. Yeah, it doesn't have like a payoff that feels good or right to mm-hmm. the, and then even like with going back to Tatooine at the end where she like buries the lightsabers. That that actually for whatever reason it, it hit me. I don't know why. It's a nostalgia thing. Yeah, I think there's that's a lot why. of fan service in this. Like, oh, there a is. lot. Yeah, like this movie. It's like Disney saw all the reaction to Last Jedi. I was like, oh, boy. All right, bring back JJ. They like JJ. Also, uh, can you just pepper in as much of the original trilogy as you can in here <laughs> so that you know people will like us again? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much of that type of stuff in here. And I don't get why she would put them where she did because Tatooine really doesn't have any sort of relation to Leia. Yeah. At all. No. And, you know, if you want to look at it as the lineage of Skywalkers, uh, Anakin fucking hated the planet. Yeah. Luke was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, why would you put it in a place that either has no connection or a negative connection to... I'll, I'll tell you why. Why? Double sun, baby. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Double sun. It's for that. It's for that poster shot. Yeah. In the end. I uh that's so many nerd screensavers right now. You know what? <laughs> Double sun, baby. Double sun. Sitting there staring at their screensaver. I mean, like, sipping that blue milk. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's what I mean though, is, is things in this movie seem like they weren't done to perpetuate the story. More so they were done to try and make you smile because remember the good Star Wars? Well, listen to this. Do you, I want to ask you something. Do you think it would have been cool if the person was like, what's your last name? And she and she said Palpatine. And then shot her? No, just like... Oh, do, like she owned it? Like, like she took it back? Like, like she owned it? Because yeah. like, part of me thinks that that would actually be cool because then it's like the Emperor's name dies with Rey and it Rey's going to... Basically, if she is the chosen one, she's like a beacon of hope. So yeah. it's almost like that she's name. She's undoing his legacy. Yeah. That well, name won't I th- go I thought down, that would have like... been cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, that's a hard name to fix. Yeah. That, that it... would be like at the end of the movie. She's like, what's your name? She's like, Ray. Ray who? Ray Hitler. Well, yeah, but like still. I, I, that I would have been an interesting turn. That would have been an interesting like, turn. Whoa. But, but yeah, no, I mean like. I thought that would have been cool because it still hit me. I liked it. I think it was the, the nostalgia. Yeah, I think it was the nostalgia. But people ate it up. But you the also theater. you saw it coming. Like like you knew yeah. it was coming. So I did want to say this though. Like this movie has probably my favorite sequence out of any of these three Dig- Disney um, 
like episodic movies. Is it in the final battle? Nope. Oh. It is the the Ray Kylo lightsaber battle on the part of the oh, Death Star. Yeah, that, that was awesome. That entire that really cool. The, well, not even just the fight. The fight is awesome. Visually, it's awesome. Uh, but everything that happens in that section, like that's when the movie was hit me in the feels the most. Like, because I was, I assumed that being the last one, I was gonna get like, I was gonna is gonna hit me a little bit. Yeah, because this is my childhood, and that's when the movie hit me the most. And it's got the best cameo out of any of these Star Wars movies, I think, in it. On on that fight in the battle? When, spoiler, when Han shows up and it's actually Harrison oh, Ford. Yeah. I I was like sitting, I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I got chills. Right. And it's not a force ghost. No, it's like the memory of Han Solo, the way that Kylo Ren sees him. Yeah. And one, shocked that they got Harrison Ford to come back for it. Yeah, I know. Because he hates the character. But two, I'm so glad that whatever they had to do to get him to come back, they did because that moment is huge. Yeah. Like, if Han Solo wasn't there to basically tell Kylo Ren, like, it's okay, like, yeah, we wouldn't have given a shit about him going good later on in the movie. Right. Because <laughs> he would have turned good and we would have been like, well, you killed my favorite character, so, like, but, like, because Han Solo was like, I understand, like, it's okay. Like, I think that's why people accept it yeah um and i don't know like and then like right at that same part that's when like leia dies and i don't know i was just that was that was all yeah, the like his father comes comes to him and then his mom dies yeah um and he like takes the lightsaber and throws it which i thought was like cool but yeah, yeah no i uh that whole sequence i think is my favorite sequence in any of these these new disney movies Besides anything in Rogue One, because I love the <laughs> some of the stuff in Rogue One. Yeah, well, like when Darth Vader goes through the ship and he's just fucking wrecking. That, yeah, right? it's, it's so good. That's amazing. I think my the only like scene for me in any of these movies that really like rivals that section is I just love the the junk will do scene when they drive the Millennium Falcon or fly the Millennium Falcon yeah, for the first cool. time in the Force Awakens. I love that. But um, that that part alone for me was like, okay, you're you're getting points just for how good this one section of the movie is. Yeah, and I. I did actually like in the like final like the battle sequence when they're walking on the destroyer like on the outside of I it. I thought that was super cool. It looked really cool and it was unique and we haven't seen anything like that yeah. before. Even like the the style of how that battle was going was very different than what we've seen before. Mm-hmm. I I said in the car like conceptually like that's the first time we've seen like almost like a commandeering of like a like a ship. Yeah, because because. Anytime you've seen a star destroyer, they're they're in space. They're not in like a planet's atmosphere. Yeah. But you saw people running on the ship. I thought that was just really cool. Yeah. No. And it it looked awesome. And that whole, because then you have them, and they're on the spaceship, and they're they're battling. But then you also have like X wings and Tie fighters flying overhead and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it it was just like a really cool like look and feel, and it it was all very different than what we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Now. How do you feel about this this mystery, insane scale fleet of destroyers that are just don't like it? <laughs> were some they were like hiding under? They were building them like underground or something? Like they were like rose up from the? Uh, what was that? I see the actual thing of like them rising out of the ground. I don't really understand that. I maybe the emperor was building an army and they were building them. 
I don't really know. You just have to. That's that's movie. Yet you gotta accept it. For that's the movie like some to, to work. That's like the thing, pulling orcs out of the mud. Yeah, you know that 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 doesn't bother me. I do that all the time. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing that bothered me about it was that every star destroyer is a Death Star, because now every yeah. star destroyer has a cannon that can blow up a planet on it. Yeah, you want to talk about trying to up the scale just because it's a sequel and it's like the last one? Like that's a Okay, I hope Ryan Johnson going forward. Like, I hope when we get to the next thing, no more, no more Death Stars. Death yeah. Stars are cool. <laughs> yeah. Death Stars are awesome. We don't need a Death but, Star for every movie. But no, like that's the thing. It's you know, not the prequels, but um, in four of the uh, the six from from four to nine, you got a Death Star machine. <laughs> like, yeah. So um, you're saying the prequels are the best out of all of them. That's what I'm saying to you. You know what? Say what you will about the prequels. At least there's a through line. The prequels are better than these. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't let me let me rephrase that. The prequels as a trilogy is a more cohesive yes uh, trilogy than these are. Yeah, I'd say I, individually the movies don't quite stack up the same. We'll rank them all anyways. Yeah. But yeah, man, like at least those as as three movies makes sense like yeah. there's a point a to point b both within each individual movie but then also the grand scheme of it you could tell there's one idea one vision basically carrying through yeah this is a f- fucking mess yeah i that's what i was gonna say some people are like what no the prequels are dog shit and they just shut the show off <laughs> yeah like i don't mean it that way because yeah there's a few prequel movies that i think are atrocities to humanity it's funny that but, you're like a few prequel mo- there's only three movies a few of them are horrible yeah but no i completely well, I, dialogue all the way through the prequels is catastrophic yeah i will say i think the dialogue in this movie is pretty catastrophic yeah there's some pretty <laughs> that one line where he's like i don't want you to win i just want kylo ren to lose i was like literally wrote that down <laughs> i was like i Ugh. need kylo to lose <laughs> what and the, like the reveal of him it's like oh there's there's like a spy on in the fucking whatever first order or whatever yeah. and then like he's just like i am the spy and then he helps them for like a minute and then he's dead and yeah. it's like you want to talk about how shit just feels rushed and thrown together it's like plot but- point Wrap up that plot point 10 minutes from now. We got to do a new thing. Yeah. Like, there are plot points being introduced in the third act. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Like, I've never never seen anything like it. <laughs> but um, characters are introduced, then disappear for the entirety of the movie just to reappear at the last five minutes. In no way pay off anything. Yeah. Like, you're, talking, the, you're talking about Zoral, the, yeah, the girl. Yeah, yeah. Which again, I wish she was in the last movie. She looked really cool. Like yeah, that could cool have been a design. And and you know what? Also, like she had a relationship in the past with uh, Poe. Right. That could have been a good way to actually like develop his character. Like, because he's the same character throughout. Maybe that character changes him, or maybe she pulls him in a different direction. Right. But you just get her for a few minutes, and when she then she disappears, and then she celebrates at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happened all too often in this, and then that's at the in the end when she shows up and okay, end game. Oh, you, you, the ending of this, how it's very similar to end game. It's just end game. Yeah, like, it's like there's no hope. It's just us. We're just gonna keep fighting. 
I don't know what to do. I mean, this is Disney. They made Endgame. On your left. <laughs> and then all this whole fleet just shows up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, who's fighting? Everyone. It's everyone versus the Empire. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll destroy the universe. It's literally Endgame. And uh, I guess you could argue it's also Lord of the Rings. Because that happens in Lord of the Rings yeah. as well. It's yeah. just like, oh, here they are. Like, we the got ar- reinforcements. The army of the dead shows up and just runs house. Yeah. Yeah. So, but... That in that moment, that's when Babu Frick comes back when she shows up again, and he's like, "I know that voice," and she's like, "It's me, honey," or whatever she <laughs> says. And Yellow. It, well, well, it's like she's flying, and then like, almost like in front, like the the uh, like the perception of it is weird. Like the like the depth perception of it is weird because it's like side of her face, like how like everyone else is being shot in their like cockpit mm-hmm. and then she, this fucking babu frick just pops up like in front of that like almost as if it was just like popped up in the middle of the screen staring straight at the obvi- audience it was just like hey yo i'm back <laughs> and i was like that is not the time nor the place to do that that was <laughs> whack that's them trying to sell a stuffed animal and i did not like that so it's not that i don't like babu frick because i know a lot of people love him right now and i'm gonna get heat for it it's not that I don't like the character. I don't like the weird merchandise product placement they put on him in uh in that scene. In that cuz that felt forced. Yeah, I was going to say though not my the good kind of force. My <laughs> my issue with that scene and like everybody showing up and stuff like that. Like when I watch Endgame though, I don't really like a lot of that in that scene either. So I don't know. I can't I can't say like for one thing like oh man it's really cool in this and stupid in this cuz I feel like they're very similar. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's I I will be unbiased and and say that I have the same issues with both of them. Yeah, but I think there's less excitement to be had when the reinforcements show cuz all right, in Endgame when reinforcements show up, you're getting like Black Panther, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. You're getting people that you know, characters that we've seen develop and now are back. Mm-hmm. We've watched them die, and now they come back. Mm-hmm. It's there's a lot of excitement in there. In this, the only person who comes to the rescue is Lando, and you already knew that he would be because he was already in the movie and helping and stuff. He was him and Chewie were sent out to try and rally up some troops so that they can go take it to the Emperor. You know. And then it's like they tried to be like get people like excited for these characters showing up, but they're characters that we only just got introduced to an hour earlier and spent five minutes with total. Yeah, I agree with that. So like, but there's, I think I, I don't. I wasn't excited to see them. I wasn't like, oh yay! Like, yeah, I I agree with that. I will also just say that like in Endgame they stop the movie multiple times to just be like, oh, and this guy's fighting in this little thing. Like, Shut up. It's Endgame. No, you know what I was saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> but like... But how good... But you know what? It's funny. Watch. I'm not disagreeing you with the, the impact that it has. It's right. way more impactful in Endgame. But... Well, well, real quick about Endgame. I will say that watching it back at home, yeah, it stands out that that was... That's kind of cheesy, the way it's just basically just stops so everyone can take an action pose. Yeah. But how perfect was it when we saw it? Because when you're watching it on opening night with a crazy loud theater of people just going insane, mm-hmm. it actually fit perfectly because like, it's almost like they were like, all right, 
Spider-Man comes out, sit on him for about 10 seconds. That'll give the audience time to go, yeah! Because <laughs> that's what was happening when we saw it in theaters opening night. People were like applauding and cheering, and it didn't seem weird to me then. But now watching it without people cheering for it, it's like, yeah. wow, this is really just hamming it up. Yeah. Actually, Anyways. since since I've watched Endgame, like after that, like the the final battle, like when the actual battle is happening, I like it less and less. Yeah, the final battle is not what that movie's all about, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's the battle before the final battle that really gets your dick hard with the hammer and stuff like that, <sighs> dude. Yeah, that's the best that part. still gives me chills. Anyways, but yeah, um, <laughs> I I will say though, I think people may have possibly been flipping out if they had done the this movie right, like if they had actually they could have done yeah yeah. It should have. I think that's another thing that really like hit me in the end was I should have felt it didn't have to be like Endgame. It didn't have to be like any Marvel movie, but I should have left with some sort of feeling whether I hated it or I loved it or the ending did, you know, it, it got me so excited and I was pumped and I was energized or it made me sad or whatever. I felt nothing. The the overwhelming feeling that I had was just it's better than the last Jedi. <laughs> which isn't saying which a is, lot. Which is yeah, which is not what you want to be going for when you're spending three hundred million dollars to make a movie and you're you bought the franchise for four billion dollars, like yeah. you know. Yeah. It's that's not a good look. Um, I don't really have many notes left. Uh, one thing I do want to say, and we should give this the the moment that it deserves. They did a great job with Carrie Fisher. Yeah, it's really I would I didn't even complain about anything with the use of Leia in this because they did the most with a difficult situation. Not only her being, you know, dead, but it's a it's a very important character to the whole saga. So. Mm-hmm. I think though, like I don't envy their task. That they I had. I don't think it would have been a good look to use her and CGI her. I yeah. think they they basically when she's on screen, it's actually her, and it's actually her voice. And you know they they did a great job of finding a way to piece together these deleted scenes from <laughs> the Force Awakens. Yeah, into this movie, and I thought that was very respectful. Like they needed the character in the movie. I think. And there's a lot of impact with her character. You can tell when they ran out of Carrie Fisher footage. Right. But again, like, it's all like her back's turned. Like, I, it would have bothered me if they just CGI'd her 100% and stuff like that and, and, you know, just used her a ton. I think it was very respectful with how they used her. And I was, I was really happy with that. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I think they were very respectful and I think they did the best that they could. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the death of Princess Leia in this movie is a big moment for Kylo Ren, like in that character and stuff like that. Like, and for Ray. Yeah. Yeah. For like, everybody. Yeah. They, they made that a moment and I thought that was really good. Yeah. That was good. Kudos for them. One last thing. I, JJ has, did a good job with this in the force awakens. And I think this continues. This movie made me laugh like a good amount of times. There's some good yeah. humor. There's many more funny parts in this than there were in uh, the Last Jedi. I thought. I don't remember any funny parts in the Last Jedi. There's there's attempts at humor in the Last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to mention this real quick? This, the, there, there's there's an fu to Ryan Johnson, which I yes. I I wonder if we believe it to be the same fu. Does it have to do with a certain ghost? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Then <laughs> yes, we 100% agree. So Ray basically takes Luke Skywalker's lightsaber because she's like, basically like, I'm done with this shit. I don't need this. For a minute. And she throws the lightsaber into uh, like a fire that she's burning on Luke's old planet that he was a hermit on. And she crashed Kylo's TIE fighter. TIE fighter on there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so basically she takes the lightsaber, she throws it, and then off like off to the side, Luke's force ghost hand comes out and he grabs the lightsaber. He catches it midair and he and he says basically like what is this? he says something basically just like you need to show respect to this or whatever. Like if he, basically he's saying like it's a recreation of the scene when he was supposed to get the lightsaber in the in the sequel. Right. But now he's basically just like, if I give you this, you need to like, you need to respect it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so really, because in the beginning of the movie, just before this, you tossed it over your shoulder off a cliff. Yeah. But I think that's basically J.J. Abrams, you know, retcon, being, retconning it. But <laughs> but you, you know what, though? That's Luke. Actually, the one thing that I think The Last Jedi does is Luke actually does have an arc where he doesn't want the lightsaber in the beginning of the movie. But then at the end of the movie, he basically takes up the mantle again of Luke Skywalker and, you know, uses the force to stop Kylo Ren and save his yeah. friends. So, well, well, a running theme in all of the Star Wars movies is the Jedi basically having to know when is the time to fight and when is the time to, like, lay the sword down. Mm-hmm. It's like Obi-Wan allowing Vader to, quote, kill him, even though he basically just, like, disappears. Yeah. That is with intent. And the reason, like, Yoda's been in hiding that whole time, and then Luke has to seek him out. And when he does, Yoda doesn't want to train him right away. So I can understand parts of that Luke Skywalker arc. But yeah, this really felt like uh, like J.J. Abrams was just like, all right, you had fun in your little movie, but uh, <laughs> there's some things we need to fucking fix. Yeah. And this was like the biggest one that stood out to me. I literally wrote, Ghost Luke is JJ saying F you Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I caught that. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you caught that and Luke caught that. But yes. And uh, then also I want to talk about some some fun force powers. Mm-hmm. Emperor Palpatine can force drain. Yep. I didn't I did not like that. That's another thing that like I just I like oh. vampire style, like give them new life. I, I, I did not like that. I thought that was very action movie. Yeah. Just like accept it because magic. <laughs> like yeah, like that's magic. just how it works. But then it um, also. I don't think that would have been the case if Snoke was the villain. Right. And uh, that, you know, I didn't like that at all. And if you want to get like one more like thing that actually bothered me about this movie and it kind of relates to that. They kill four characters in this movie and bring them back. Yeah, there's no consequences in this movie. That that because we're bringing up Endgame and stuff like actual characters die in that movie. There's multiple times where I was like, "Holy shit, Chewbacca just died!" Like, I am here for that because now I'm yeah. feeling something. And then something they're like, different. "JK, he he didn't die." That was another one. I wrote big letters, Chewy, <laughs> and then wrote one more note, and then I went, "Oh, nope, never mind." Yeah, like I was actually sad. I'm like, I "Can't believe they just killed off Chewbacca." But they and, immediately take it back. And they immediately take it back. And That's then, what I mean. Like, they introduce a plot point, and then they resolve the same plot point 10 minutes later. They don't give you any time to either, you know, sit sit and stew in it or enjoy it or hate it or anything. It's just like, here's the thing we just did. Three more lines of dialogue. Oh, but that thing didn't actually happen. 
and then a couple <laughs> and then a couple of minutes later it's resolved and then it's like it never needed to happen to begin with because the event didn't progress anything else going on for the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. There's and, a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, C-3PO doesn't die, but he gets his memory wiped. So in a sense, he's almost dead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and there's like the line where he's like, I'm taking, it was in the trailer. I'm taking a look at my friends one last time or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's like pretty sad. Like I'm not the biggest C-3PO fan, but like, you know, this is a good send off for the character, even though he did have his memory wiped at the end of the prequels. It's not the first time that's happened, but they committed to it that time. Right. This time it's basically like his memory's wiped. And then at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, RTD2's got that backup flash drive. Like, <laughs> oh, well, I love I actually love what they did there. There's a line C3PO says that I'm like, that is really cool because they're like, oh, well, don't you just have it like backed up on R2? And uh, C3PO says, oh, R2's. R2's storage unit is famously unreliable. That's that's the exact line. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's really cool. Cause like that's hearkening back to the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Because it's like he has the message saved from Leia, but it's like all chopped up yep. and like shitty. Like yeah. he he never R2 never has like a full recollection of his his own memory and stuff. So I thought that was cool that that little line in there. Mm-hmm. That's that's one fan servicey thing that I was like, nice. That got me. <laughs> And yeah, Ray actually dies, but not really. Yeah, she dies for two whole minutes. And Kylo dies twice in this movie. Yeah, basically. Well, yeah, like he was about to die, then Ray saves him, and then he dies later on in the movie. And then he actually does stay dead. But that's kind of the only way that I think you could have wrapped up Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, because if he was the one who survived and like goes back to the rebel camp, like, I'm one of you guys now, they'd be like, No, you're not, and yeah. just kill him. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like well, how I do thought... you how do you convince all of these people? Like, oh no, I'm I'm good now. See, no mask. Also, he doesn't have the scar anymore. Oh, I didn't even notice that. The only thing I, I noticed did... that. Okay, you want to? You mentioned toys. Yeah, they bring back his helmet in this, yep. which like With the red welding. Yeah, whatever. But I was gonna say like him destroying his helmet in the last Jedi was actually a character building moment. It's like I'm like leaving the footsteps of Vader. I'm gonna be my own person. And I, that's the one thing I love in The Last Jedi is Kylo Ren's character is very compelling in that because at the end of that movie, he's basically just like an unhinged, like, yeah. you know, psychopath. It's kind of where but, they start him in this. And this, yeah. And, um, but it's kind of like him smashing the helmet is a character building moment for him. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced that they brought the helmet back because the Kylo Ren action figure sells better when it's got a helmet on. Oh, for sure. Because otherwise <laughs> it's just an Adam Driver in a tunic figure. <laughs> like,. <laughs> Which also sounds better to me than a Kylo Ren figure right now. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I don't know if you if you have anything else. I I'm sure we can talk about this for like five hours. Yeah, but this, we don't have to. I'm gonna say this is definitely our most convoluted review because we've just been all over the place, bounce, bounce, you know, bouncing back and forth. But that's the hard thing about Star Wars. It's like on one hand. I kind of want to approach it the way we normally do these reviews and be like a little bit more like technical and a little bit more uh, uh, like astute in my observations, but I can't kick out the Star Wars fanboy in me. Yeah, that's how it is for me too. So we get, we're getting hung up on like the minutia of what is a Star Wars, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what is the force? What does it mean? Like, what? Why? Why this? Why that? Like, I think I think if you want to take it from like a film technical standpoint or whatever, I think the biggest crimes is really just the pacing, yeah. and I think the dialogue. 
Yeah. I think those, from a film standpoint, are the worst parts of the movie. Right. Um, and any other qualms or things that you enjoy are based solely on how you see your own fandom of Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, and also from a film standpoint, I think the special effects and the design... Oh, the sound top, is... And the sound is all top-notch. Also, we saw awesome. this in the Dolby Theater. So happy we saw it, because the sound of the ships was fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Is, well, dude, it is fucking great and like the shaking and stuff and like as cheesy as the moment is but when like all of the destroyers are rising and everything like that sound i was like oh man this is cool yeah it was fucking cool Mm -hmm. and i think the movie's well acted too i don't think anyone is a bad yeah nobody bothered me yeah in terms of in terms of that most of my gripes with the movie and even the pacing didn't bother me because i knew about it like and I also understood what was like, I'm like, yeah, you got to make two movies in two and a half hours. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. All my issues with the movie are strictly from like a Star Wars fan point of view. Yeah, that's me too. Yeah. So, and I, I know I feel like I shit on the movie for about an hour and a half now. But like I said, I actually did have a lot of fun. I just really wish it was, I wanted it to be amazing. Yeah. And uh, I just felt like. The only thing I really felt was just like, yeah, it's better than a few other movies, at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Well, let's jump into our Tomato Tomatoes, and then we will rank all of the Star Wars. All right. Tomato Tomato. Tomato, the critics, they're bringing this in at a 55%. Oh, it's still at 55. Yeah, it's rotten. Damn. Uh, it's got 420 reviews, and yeah, it's at 55. So. Wow. 420 reviews. Failing. Failing. Tomato though, yeah. The audience, eighty six percent. Wow. So we're looking at an F to a B. F to a B. Oh shit. Well, I guess I'm going tomato because mm-hmm. I wouldn't fail this movie. Mm-hmm. Most of the aches and pains that this movie has are a direct result of the Last Jedi. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things. Like I think the biggest issues with this movie would not have existed if. It was one vision all the way through, and J.J. Abrams was able to do probably the first half of this movie as the second movie. Yeah. And then the third movie could have just been two and a half hours Mm -hmm. of a real third movie. So it's hard to fault him for all of that. Uh, So, yeah, Tomato, I gave it a C. Give it a C? Yeah. I am also going Tomato, Mm -hmm. and I give it a B-. minus. Okay, wow. Yeah. Again... I think from a movie standpoint, there's not a ton that's egregious. I just feel yeah. like this the story is tough. And I I mean, I also I feel like I'm grading a little bit on a curve because I had fun, but I enjoyed watching a lot of it and I do think there is a lot good about it. I just think from a Star Wars standpoint, it's really not that strong. But at the same yeah. time, if I'm re- re- like reviewing like a movie, like because that's the thing, like critics critics love the Last Jedi. Yeah, well, maybe because they were looking for something different. Yeah, because say what you will about it, it's definitely different from any other Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to a Star Wars fan, not in a good way. Yeah, because it's so, different because it abandons a lot of what Star Wars is. Yeah, but I'm I'm trying to find like a happy medium between an act like the critic side and like the star Wars fan side. So yeah, I, I liked it more than, than some other ones. I'll, I'll just say that I don't want to spoil, spoil our rankings. Well, you want to just start our rankings right now, baby? Yeah, we, we can go into it. All right. Well, uh, I go first on tomato tomatoes. So you go first on this. We got 11 movies to go through. That is the 
original trilogy, the prequels, the sequel trilogy, and then Too Solo. Yeah. yeah, Solo and Rogue One. I wonder how close we're going to be on this. I wonder as well. My 11, episode two, Attack of the Clones. Nice. My 11, episode two, Attack of the Clones. It's the only one it could be. Yeah, exactly. It's awful. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> not very good. I hate sand. <laughs> I hate sand too. My number 10, episode one, The Phantom Menace. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Huh, Okay. What's yours? My number 10 is Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, okay. All right. He doesn't do much for me. Biggest uh, highlight is Lando. Yeah. Yeah. I think the actual story of that might be a little bit better because I hate the story. And like, there's redeeming qualities of episode one. I really like the pod race and Darth Maul. But the story is just a trade blockade. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's why I'm like, the story is kind of boring for a Star Wars movie. Yeah. But my number nine, episode eight, The Last Jedi. Wow. My number nine, Last Jedi. Nice. Right yeah. there. So we're there on that. My. I like that we already have a different list and we're only three in. Yeah. That I is mean, good. two two thirds of them are, these, are the <laughs> same. same. But... <laughs> my number eight, Solo, a Star Wars story. Okay. I, I have a feeling that my number eight might make you a little upset. Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah. That's. Uh, that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's where I put that. Number eight. It, that movie, out of all the prequels, it's uh, it's probably the one I've seen the second most. It doesn't have a lot that, like, sticks out to me. Killing Yanglings. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, things like... But, yeah, I don't know. That one always hits me. So, Does yeah. it? Yeah. Doesn't do it for me. Yeah. It, it hits me whenever I watch it. I always... I always feel so bad at the end of it. Cause I'm just like, oh man, if this like you had just like not done that, things would have been so great, man. Like yeah. I always feel bad, at, but then like I feel like if a movie actually makes me feel like something, then it's doing a good job. So yeah, um, my number seven, episode nine, Rise of Skywalker. Okay, my number seven, Phantom Menace. Okay, yeah, Rise of Skywalker is like right. There, right, right, in, right the middle. in the middle of everything. So, yeah. See, Phantom Menace for me, I only put above the other two from the prequels because of Darth Maul and that fight scene, that three-way fight scene. It's probably the, the duel of fates. Yeah, so good. It that's probably the greatest lightsaber battle in all of the movies now. I'd say because as much as we want to love the original trilogy. The, the style of lightsaber fight isn't anything very impressive or unique. It's more about the storytelling than it is the actual dueling. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then in that, I mean, Darth, the guy who played Darth Maul is a legitimate martial artist. And that scene is crazy. Oh, and when like the, uh, like the shield doors, like the laser doors and like, they're all separated and they're mm-hmm. just like waiting and they're just like pace, like, Darth Maul's like kind of pacing and he's just waiting to get him. But yeah. Like, Liam Neeson just like sits down. Yeah, he just sits down and just waits. And then, dude, but that whole, that whole scene is enough to love about that movie. Yeah. And the pod racing scene is very cool. Yeah. The pod, actually, it's funny. Uh, and I love the video games that came out of that. They're great, great video games. The pod racing scene was actually like, because my dad worked in like the, you know, entertainment, like video, uh, yeah. sound, like industry. 
the pod racing scene was like the scene you needed to play to like demo like a sound system or demo like a like a HD TV and stuff yeah. like that. Which is the shit. My favorite lightsaber battle actually out of any movie is um the Anakin Obi Wan one. Really? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. My number six, episode six, Return of the Jedi. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is lower than I thought it would be. Episode six just it doesn't do it for me the way the other originals do it. Yeah. Uh, um, I also think that the based on what was going on at the time in the industry makes sense. Yeah. Well, my number six is Rise of Skywalker. Okay. So, so also landed right in the middle, middle. of the list for me. Mm-hmm. My number five, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Wow, that is that's that's high. I told you though, I, I like I like that one a lot. I know you do. My number five is Force Awakens. Okay. But now we're I, I'm assuming you like all these now. Yeah. Yeah. My number four, episode seven, The Force Awakens. There you go. Yeah, right there. Very nice. What's your four? My number four is Rogue One. Ooh. Oh, I'm actually surprised at four. Oh, I love that movie. So all, that, the, all the originals are in your top three. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's something to say about the nostalgia and just what those movies mean mm-hmm. as a uh, as now a 30-year-old, but growing up with them. And uh, yeah. The, yeah. Just nothing can beat them. Even if they were the obvious worst out of all of them, it's just... <laughs> the, child, the childhood, the memories, all the toys and all the oh, you know, man. playing and pretending. Like I used to have the the old like Darth Vader lightsaber mm-hmm. with the sound, like the plas- plastic one come out, but it has the sound. And when you hit stuff, it like actually makes the connecting sound. Yeah. That thing was so cool. <laughs> My number three is Rogue One. Okay, very cool. I feel mm-hmm. like we're going to give you fairly close to similar. We might just be a little bit jumbled now. Okay. Because obviously you've already said something from the original, but my number three is Return of the Jedi. Yep. If it wasn't three. Yeah. I'd have been very upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my number two, episode four, New Hope. My number two, New Hope. Okay, there you go. Good job. <laughs> so number one for both of us. is Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. So that means it's undoubtedly the best Star Wars. I've uh, <laughs> that's exactly what that means. <laughs> yeah, if we agreed, it must be everybody. I've seen people say the opposite. They're like, like, Empire Strikes Back is a better movie, but A New Hope started all. So you got it. You got to go that. Give it up to but it. But I, uh, no, Empire Strikes Back. Also, like we were talking, you know, Infinity War when Thanos wins. Yeah, it's kind of Empire Strikes Back is like the. Oh, that's the exactly first, what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. So very. Yeah, cool. no, I I love Empire. Like I said, first time, first time watching Disney Plus. I was like, gotta put on Empire Strikes Back in 4K. So, yeah, man, get that going. We did it. We, we did it. Did it. That was fun. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad we got to talk Star Wars. What a way to kick off the double deuce. Yeah, with with a Star Wars movie. I'm very excited though for Ryan Johnson's films. I'm curious what he's gonna do now that because he, he's gonna write and he's gonna direct three movies. So all he, new characters, all new characters. He can do whatever he wants. I think. It, I do think he's gonna kill that. I think he's gonna be great. Yeah, better. He better. Yeah, Disney's got a lot riding on it. <laughs> yeah, well, they're getting their money's worth. Trust me. And they, the Mandalorian, I'm sure, is doing numbers for them. It's basically carrying the Disney Plus service right now in terms yeah. of like their originals and everything. Mm-hmm. It's ba- It's basically just the Mandalorian network. Yeah. What do you? What do you? Real, I don't want to get into that too much, but what do you think of the Mandalorian? Have you watched it? Yep. 
I'm currently caught up with it. I am enjoying it. Uh, it almost feels like a like a spaghetti western anthology. Okay. Though, like it, it has like a lot of elements of like westerns and stuff, but it almost feels like each episode exists on its own. Yeah, I don't like that about it. Like, I'm enjoying watching it, and again. I said this earlier. I like the the aesthetic of it and everything like that. It's and taking a long time to yeah, deliver I, information. I just really wish that there was more of like a story. Like I don't really, I don't. Why am I getting attached to like? Why are people getting attached to Baby Yoda if he's not doing anything? Just because it's cute. Yeah, and I don't know. It's 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 bummed me out a little bit because I would like you know what I would like is to have these side stories, these TV shows that they're doing because I think they have more planned than just the Mandalorian. I think they have an Obi Wan. Pl- yeah, planned. I would like these to tie into the movie somehow, or at least give you some information that when I you watch the movie, you're like, oh shit, yeah, because from the Mandalorian. Right now, it just looks like it's like, oh, remember the AT-ATs in that one movie? Let's throw them in this episode. That's cool. Like, yeah. So, again, I'm I'm I like Star Wars, so I'm just enjoying it. But I wish there was a little bit more meat there. Yeah, and it it seems weird that certain things or uh, certain ideas are introduced like early on in that, and like. Like you can tell the person who wants Baby Yoda is in cahoots with Sith, mm-hmm. but then they disappear for <laughs> forever, <laughs> forever. Yeah, like in like the first episode, and they disappear for five more episodes. Yeah, I'm not caught up, but yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. It, there's got to be a big payoff coming real soon. I'm hoping some people were like, like saying that. Oh, the episode that drops when. Um, the Rise of Skywalker dropped like that episode is going to tie in heavily to that movie and from what I've heard it, it didn't at all yeah I don't know why it would yeah well something is introduced <laughs> no spoilers uh, for me so because I don't I yeah I know I am going to watch it there is there is a connection to Rise of Skywalker from the Mandalorian of just something that they show you okay and then it comes back around in Rise of Skywalker. I'll I'll catch up. I'll catch up this week. Yeah, I pinky promise, buddy. Good, you do that. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this bitch up. We've we've been going long enough. Yeah, but you know what to do, right? I know what to do. Do you know what to do? Do the Swampies know what to do? Probably not. It's a new year. They forget everything. They just wipe. <laughs> they had a memory wipe so <laughs> yeah. that they could read Sith language. But yeah, go to two dudes movie reviews dot com. Check yeah. out everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check out that website. <laughs> Got that domain, son. <laughs> URL. H T M L. What is this? <laughs> but yeah, go to two dudes movie reviews dot com. You check out our scores, our written reviews. We haven't done a yep. written review in a while, but. We're going to have a lot of really cool stuff. We alluded at something, I think, our last episode. So yep. keep an eye out for that. It's going to be coming in the next couple weeks. And um, Yeah, we got our duties coming real soon. Yeah, like, subscribe, written reviews, five-star reviews on Apple iTunes is the biggest thing you could do for us. We will appreciate it so much. Yeah. Also, we said we were going to do it before we recorded our Netflix episode, but would like to thank people from reaching out to us. That was super cool. Oh yeah, dude, this year has been great cuz 2019 is the the first year of the dude. We started this we started releasing episodes in the first week of January or the second week of January. So mm-hmm. uh next next week as of when you're listening to this is our 1 year anniversary. And in that year, you know, I feel like we've grown as people. 
but also we've we've grown on social media. So now we are, <laughs> you know, getting uh, getting messages and getting to talk to everybody who's listening out there, and it is really fucking cool. Yeah, like yeah. I, I genuinely love it when people shoot us a message, even if it's just something small, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we always take the time to respond to people. Yeah, I know. You know, in the span of only we try a few, to take a few the days. time to respond to yeah. everybody. It's not easy because we work and the holidays have kept us busy. Mm-hmm. So, if, if in case there's somebody in our inbox who's like, they didn't fucking answer me, <laughs> we're trying. I, th- I think we've gotten back to everyone, but yeah, I, you know, Emily, Johnny, Nick, Angel, thank you, all of you. Yeah, it was super cool that you you reached out to us. Yeah, so. and uh, Ryan sent sent a picture uh, my way. Of him wearing the the t shirt with our yeah, faces nice. on it, mm-hmm. yeah, so well, that's great. And of course, we got we got a bunch of swampies who've been with us since since, since day, day one. one. Yes, we love you guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess first first episode of the new year, and uh, a thank you is is in order. So yeah, for yes. sure. Always appreciate you, slimy, shitty little swampies. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, on that note, suck it, losers. Double deuce. Double deuce. Double deuce.